Welcome back to the Jambos Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Schwimmer, alongside co-host, Mr. Robbie Castro. Schwim, I'm excited today. Um, another one in the books. Um, let's let's get it started. Let's give the let's give the people part two of the Elite Eight picks. Part two. Here we come. We've got two games on the docket today. Where should we start, Robbie? You pick. You pick the starting point. Am I picking? Let's you do, are. Let, let's go to Auburn, Kentucky first. Let's go to Auburn, Kentucky first. Auburn, Kentucky. Jambos has two plays: first half and game. Auburn plus two and a half and plus four. This, I believe, is a real overreaction from the public on the Auburn injury. Um, you know, Auburn is really deep. They play 11, 10, 11 guys. Now, this injury is going to hurt them. With Okiki, is that how you pronounce it Okiki, right? Okiki, yes. Yep. I mean, he's a dynamic player, especially down low. But, look, this is a guard-oriented team. They've got a lot of help down low with Anthony McLemore, Austin Wiley, uh, Dan J. Portafoy, who's, I think... Purifoy, need, Purifoy. Purifoy, thank you. Needs to get more minutes. I'm just looking at the, the model here. I'm not a great name pronouncer. And that's <laughs> uh, okay. You have me. That's, it's a beautiful thing. But from from a modeling standpoint, he should be getting more minutes anyways. Now, Okiki, again, has been an absolute beast. But this game, let's look, look at the Kentucky side. P.J. Washington has now got to play on one day's rest coming off a major injury. Reed Travis is just not the same. Right. And... This game is at four points. We think it should be Pickham, if not Auburn, favored by – I think we have Auburn favored by .4 points in this game. Sure. So we really like Auburn. You, you've been on Auburn pretty much the second half of the whole entire season. This team is so dynamic in the way that they actually run up and down. I mean, they'll give up open layups for three-pointers any, any, any time of the day. doesn't matter. And then you mentioned Purifoy going to probably slide and play a lot more minutes. He was four of six yesterday from three-point range. I mean, the guy, he's, he's 6'7", 240. He's a load down low, but he can also shoot threes. Um, Jared Harper, a great distributor, had 11 assists last night against UNC um, a few nights ago. I mean, th this Auburn team, this offense, Kentucky has not seen a team like this really all season long. And they have played twice before. Kentucky did win both matchups, but Kentucky shot absolute lights out in both of those matchups. If you look at the game, Auburn actually shot the ball a lot, a lot more than Kentucky did. The first matchup, Kentucky shot 33 twos, 15 threes, Auburn 26 twos and 33s. So 56 to 48 in terms of shot attempts in that first game. And, and keep in mind, like I said, Kentucky blew them out. Uh, the next game, they both shot 31 twos. Auburn shot three more threes than them. So Auburn's getting more shot attempts than Kentucky, which you wouldn't believe because you would think that the team that usually gets the more offensive rebounds is going to have a lot more shot attempts. Well, it's not the case because of Auburn's defense and ability to turn the ball over. That negates their rebounding on the defensive end. They turn Kentucky over a lot. They should turn them over a lot more um, because, again, they are a top-10 team in the country in turnovers, and, and Kentucky's not great at taking care of the basketball. Contribution is going to be key today against Kentucky. I mean, Auburn has been playing really. Um, they're they're giving, like I said, they're they're giving up easy transition buckets. They're they're passing the ball better than anybody right now, and and they, and they can shoot lights out. They should, they made 17 three pointers against UNC, and they and they blow they blew out UNC. Let's face it, UNC was one of the the best teams coming into the tournament, um, very hot, and Auburn just dismantled them. 
and they're shooting the ball so well right now. Oh if they shoot God. the ball even half as well against Kentucky again, I think they win this win this game. So recapping, Auburn first half in game plus two and a half, plus four. The numbers now it might even go up. A lot of the public is on Kentucky, especially with the Okiki injury. Moving on to the second game, the marquee matchup of the Elite Eight: the Duke oh, yes. Blue Devils taking on the Michigan State Spartans. Right now, the over-under is 148.5, and Duke is favored by two points is what I'm seeing. Some places have one and a half. We are taking the over 148.5, an official jambospicks.com recommendation. Again, you can see all our picks, tournament history, jambospicks.com. It's free for everybody. We like the over, again, 148.5 in Michigan State versus Duke. And the cardiac kids for a reason. I mean, Schwim, have you ever seen a team that has that is literally back-to-back games? They should have been bowed out of the tournament. I mean, they're they're playing on borrowed time right now. If you really think Duke about is it, but so lucky right now. I'm just so I mean, lucky. I mean, it's a whisper away any from coach, that ball going in. Had, if any coach had any sense, and when you're in the bonus late in the game, foul Zion Williamson, let him oh shoot a one and one. If any, co- I mean, if, if UCF did that, they. The, have an over a 90% chance to win if they had did that down 20 seconds. Right. And then yesterday, too, I was yelling a foul at 51 seconds to go. I I don't know why Buzz didn't do that, but you know what? It doesn't matter. That game happened. This Duke team, oh, man. I mean, how do you stop Zion Williamson down low? You, You can't. I mean, you really cannot do that. Is Michigan State's going to have a tough time, especially with some of the injuries that they've had and concurred over the last. I mean, is Nick Ward even healthy? He's he hurt his hand. How is he going to stop this Duke team in transition? But Michigan State is also an elite team offensively as well with Cassius Winston, who is one of the better point guards. And they will talk about. Yeah, they will run. run. If they, this isn't your old Michigan State Tom Izzo grind it out, pound it out, rebound half court team. This team loves to run in transition. They. Kind of, they're one of the few elite teams that molds their pace based off the opponent, not necessarily their own pace. So you see a lot of the top teams, UVA slows everybody down, UNC speeds everybody up, Duke likes to speed everybody up. Michigan State's comfortable playing any sort of style. They speed up against teams that go fast, like Duke, but they also slow down against teams like Michigan that like right. to go slow. So I believe they will play more of Duke's pace, what Duke wants to play, much more up-tempo style. Cassius Winston, by nature, just loves getting out, running, making plays on the fly. So we think there should be a lot of shots being put up in this game. Also, Duke not great at defending the three-point line in terms of contesting and quality looks, so they should have some open looks there. Duke also notoriously bad. We've talked about on this show so many times, a bad defensive rebounding team. Michigan State, a very good offensive rebounding team, should be a lot of second chances there but Duke is an elite offensive rebounding team so Michigan State's gonna have a lot of trouble there on the boards obviously Zion's load so we like over 148 and a half we think the numbers should be right around the in between 153 and 154 love it and also to the assist to field goal made number one in the country Michigan State they distribute the basketball they find the open guys Matt McQuaid is shooting it at a 43% clip all season long if he the senior if he gets wide open looks which he probably will in this game those shots are going in more often than they're not love it all right that does it that concludes our show for Robbie Castro I'm Michael Schwimmer thank you for listening good luck unless you're betting against Jambos